Good morning, this is the Eager Beaver Show. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Good morning and hello kids and welcome to season three and episode number 241 of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. Yeah, today recording day is Tuesday, October 31st, Halloween. See, Mr. Grizzly is an appropriate orange. I am not because I essentially got dressed in the dark this morning, uh, so I couldn't find anything orange. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host, the eager beaver pronouns he, him, he, Mr. Beaver A, and with me as always, as I just mentioned, is my good friend, Mr. Grizzly. We have a Tuesday morning nibble for you. Of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Miss Fee Mysteries from Corvin Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. Ah, but before we do anything else, Mr. Grizzly, how's your mental health today? Good morning, Mr. Beaver. Let's gloss over the mental health today. Let's just gloss right over it. I'm All right. Not in a good space right now. Yeah. But that's what uh, and You're similar, right? Eh? Yeah, yeah. I am, I am particularly frustrated <laughs> this morning. I will not go into it, but let's just say that I found out today is heat pump day here at the beaver lodge where it's being installed and there are certain things that needed to be moved in certain areas that needed to be cleaned and i was informed of it at something like 9 30 last night yeah, yeah. So i'm not sure what kind of show i have for you <laughs> because my show prep time last night got hijacked from me <laughs> I don't really have anything new, so I'm going to be going into some old stuff, old stuff, day or two, well, whatever. But if it's any consolation, I, I was up till midnight last night trying to edit and fix stuff. And every time I posted a show, it posted the same show four times. Yes. 
and I was like, I don't know what is going on. So I just deleted everything and started from scratch. So it was very frustrating. Uh, I'm like, no, I want that file. And it took the other file. Yep. And meanwhile, while Mr. Grizzly was doing that, I was at the other end of the computer programming all the episodes so that they would be available to you through Twitter and all that kind of stuff. So that they could, because we program them every two hours, they show. And then I clicked on stuff and the links all linked to the wrong place. <laughs> yeah. Just nothing worked right last yes. night. Nothing, <laughs> nothing. Gremlins were everywhere. Everywhere. It was very yes. frustrating. And it's definitely affected my mood today. Even though there's, it's like stuff's posted. It's, it's there. there. Now. It's out yes. of order. And I can't, I tried to change the order and it wouldn't yep. work. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. It's there. I'm, I'm not, I can't invest any more emotional energy into it because it's. Yep. Yep. So, uh, oy, 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 oy. I tell you. Yeah, and, exactly. And uh, oh, I'm wearing black jeans too, by the way. So black and yes. orange, I went full out for Halloween. And black and orange was the plan. Squirrel. Yeah. Black and orange was the I plan. But did it in the dark. Yep. Yeah. But I had to continue finish cleaning the garage this morning because by the for time the last folks, yes right. to put in the new electrical panel yeah um but the plan was orange and black but at whatever hour ungodly hour of the morning i woke up to be able to finish the garage thing yeah i would not have been permitted to turn the lights on in the bedroom <laughs> to see mm. so i just grabbed anything and of course while i was doing that the garage door broke it will now no longer open when you press the thing so you have to do it manually <sighs> so i was actually locked in the garage at one point i was like pulling the stuff up and the light went out mm. and then it was like pitch black so then i had to go to the place where you press the button for the garage to open but that's clear at the other end of the garage and it's pitch dark and there are several sharp and cutty things <laughs> <laughs> all over the place. So, yeah. Frustrating. Yes, and now when they come in, I'm also going to have to go through all the way to the back and then come in and actually open the door manually because I tried pulling the little cord so the thing would open and mm -hmm. all that did is garage door stay shut, locked instead of open. Yeah, things have been weird and apparently I still don't know how to curl because yesterday out of 14 shots, I only made two and sunk my team. So it's not been <laughs> good the last couple of days <laughs> and tomorrow's a new month hopefully things flip about for all of us i do feel for one of the little kids that'll be on Stu's house because he's giving somebody's getting brock actually it's somebody's getting is what that's, <laughs> that's a trick yeah, yeah here you go here's some broccoli all treats in one trick <laughs> mm. else who's been having a bad day funny danielle smith who's that she's been having oh, a real bad day Danielle Smith. oh look, apparently she's like her alberta pension plan thing so won't hunt that apparently during the speech from the throne to open up the session of parliament or the legislature in alberta the move to the app wasn't even mentioned Used. So she didn't campaign on it, was asked about it, expressly said, nobody's touching your pensions. Then she put your her hands all over 
your pensions. And not only all over Albertans' pensions, but all over all of Canadians' pensions because she wants to steal 53% of it so that she can tell people, hey, I'm going to cut your pension contributions $1,400 because those suckers in the rest of Canada just financed all of that. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and of course, she said that because she knew that would pick a fight because that's her only interest is to pick a fight because nobody serious can think Certainly that 4.5 million people can take 53 53% of a 500 billion dollar fund by the way mm. Canada pension plan fund is one of the best managed pension funds in the entire world but she thinks she can do better and she wants more than half of 500 billion dollars that's literally what she said she says that's ours because we happen to have done the hard work of living on top of oil that we did nothing to put there. But all the work that you guys have done since the Canada pension plan has been created, all the money you put into it, all of your, yeah, more than half of that is mine since 1960, uh -huh. whatever. Because they're sitting well, on that. They're sitting on about 18 or whatever billion dollars in an Alberta heritage savings trust fund Fine. that mm. they could use that as seed money if they wanted to start an APP. But no, of course, no, we can't use our own money. That, that, that actually is your money, mm -hmm. all yours, but you won't take your own money to start your own APP pipe dream and take that money and put it into oil companies that are probably going to go udders up. In no time. Yeah. She didn't put it in there because apparently she's too embarrassed, I'm guessing, but she's sitting there going like this, if the federal government keeps on acting unilaterally, and it's like the Alberta Sovereignty Act wasn't acting unilaterally and you just deciding that you were going to just take 53% of Canadians' pensions was not a unilateral act. And the, the whole, the only thing she does is act unilaterally. So she has no problem with unilateral actions. She just wants to be the only one doing them. Right, like this, and she wants to dictate, not govern. And an act, nobody, someone doesn't act unilaterally just because you said it is. I mean, that's the other thing, right? With this three-year carbon suspension on heating oil, where they're turning around, and they're going, "It's not fair! It's not fair!" You know, you're you're picking winners and losers. You're not being fair to all Canadians. You're not always being fair to all Canadians who are using home heating oil. Wherever you live in Canada, where you use home heating oil, a specific project that has a specific carbon footprint and has a specific price point that is different than the one for natural gas, everybody is treated equally. There just happens to be a heavier proportion of people in Atlantic Canada who use it. But here's the thing is while the conservatives and Daniel Smith and all of them are like, They've all declared the carbon tax dead now. Carbon regulation pricing is dead. He swallowed himself whole. It's all gone. It's like, well, now we can take it all apart. Right? Mm -hmm. No. That's what the premiers of Alberta and Saskatchewan and Ontario did when they took five or six cents off the gas tax or how much there for a couple months. That's what they did. Mm -hmm. Because that money, was, there was no mandate that money go back to you. The gas companies may have just kept it all and you may have not seen any benefit and they reduced the price of a product that is polluting and did absolutely nothing to mitigate it. That's a gimmick. 
This is, okay, you know what? We want you to change your behavior, but let's do something better. We'll suspend this additional fee for three years to give you time to completely get off heating oil, which will reduce GHG emissions directly and will save you in perpetuity the money you are not using for heating oil that's being replaced by heat pump energy. When they reduced the gas tax by five or six cents or whatever, they did nothing of that. There's no mitigating factor. So this isn't an abandonment. It's not an abandonment. It's giving people greater access to things that they need to make the transition. The whole point of the carbon tax was to bring people to transition. So it's, they'll make it I know that, I know that because that's what they need to do. That's why you got Don Martin and John Ivis and everything. They've all written their articles. It's dead. It's dead. Now you can't like this. It's not dead. You were given, no. you're given more options. Okay. You can take the three year suspension of the carbon fee and not do anything to get a heat pump. But in three years, the fee comes back and now you will have to pay it. And then when you cry at that point, nobody's going to have anything for you because hey, listen, we offered to give you a goddamn free heat pump. You said well, no. And, and, and this is harder. the thing <laughs> that's called, that's called giving a hand up, not a handout, right. right? Because the responsibility is on you. You've got three years, get it done in that time frame. Yeah. It, that's a hand up, not a hand. Again, out. it's an inherently conservative policy. It really is. It's inherently conservative. And they're against it. And I don't know. And the cons are against it. Well, Why? Because again, they didn't come up with it. Here's a take off the tax. Take off the tax. We're taking the tax off something. No, not like that. Yeah. So now you got I to, see that there's no pleasing you. Now you have to take the tax off all of it. Why? You took it off heating oil. That's not fair to all other Canadians. It's fair to all Canadians who use heating oil. Yes. That was the point. So while all of them, here's the irony that nobody's noticed yet. While all of them are like crying and celebrating and dancing and complete, oh my God, he swallowed himself on the carbon tax. He swallowed himself on the carbon tax. <laughs> Look at that. Conservatives don't notice that they've swallowed themselves wholesale on affordability, inflation, and we're conservatives. We don't believe in big, costly, bloated government programs. Because if you're the second that a pilot project is announced or a project that helps with heating oil is announced, you come out and you say, expand it to the whole country and expand it to include every form of energy. Didn't you just demand and create a big, costly, bloated government program. Mm -hmm. And given that program is going to leave money in people's pockets because they're not going to be paying tax, I assume they're going to be spending that money into the economy, which is inflationary. Right? And if we are going to be cutting the carbon regulatory pricing backstop everywhere, then all the people that get that refund or that rebate won't get it anymore. So you're actually, while you're saying you're putting money in people's pockets, you're actually coming and taking money out of people's pockets. And if all that money is inflationary, then prices keep going up. So you've, you're dancing, you're gleeful because, aha, we got this little carbon tax victory, but you swallowed yourselves up on your entire reason for existing. 
you've just championed a big, bloated, costly government program that contributes to inflation and raises the price of everything. The thing that you just said you're against. Because if the Prime Minister did what you asked, that's what would happen. And on top of that, we'd get no further on our climate goals, and the government would be contributing to us frying to death or choking to death. You guys really did not think this through. If you actually got what you wanted and you gamed it out, all the things you say you don't want, all the things that you say that Trudeau is doing, are things that would happen. You guys are so dumb. <laughs> Just... <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Just... And, and, and they just keep putting up smoke screens. Yes, apparently Danny has problems with unilateral action. I have just... Ugh. And that's following her incident with William. I don't know if you happen to have a clip of that or there's video of it somewhere or the, the sound clip of her uh, arguing uh, with the guy. Hopefully I'll be able to find it. But basically she went to an event and she was the guest and she was a very bad guest mm -hmm. in their home. I guess it was not surprising. Yes. It's a, it's a was an energy conference. I, so I even wish I knew what it was. Oh, there we go. Pemba a climate summit fire such I have it right here. I found it. So I will uh, send that to you. This was on October 26th. Here you go, Mr. Grizzly. Set you the link. It's about a two minute clip. Max Fawcett again commented, Daniel Smith's can't do spirit remains undefeated, but the room here at the Pemba climate summit is not having it. So apparently it seems it's a guy named William who is a, an energy worker in green energy and solar, I believe. I'm not sure if it, he owns his own business, but I will read more. But basically she was invited to this Pemeta Climate Summit and then she starts to get into an argument with someone in the audience. And the person who's monitoring the discussion is trying to control the discussion and she will not be controlled. I will not be ignored, Alex. There was a bit of that, but here we go. It was basically, she's thin skinned to the point of being slightly unstable. This is an exercise in zero self-control. We get shades of that every time Skippy gets confronted. Yep. Show me the page. Show me the paper. Show me the. Show. Oh, there's something on that too. Of course there is. Here we go. Okay. Let's have a look at this yes. clip. What is it? It's exactly two minutes yes. long. Does anyone think that would be possible to get that built in 12 years starting now? The audio is terrible. I apologize for that, but let's keep going. You talk to, you go ahead and talk to Jonathan Wilkinson then, because I can tell you, I can tell you Site C began in 1954. Site C began in 1954. Fine. Do you think I can get? Well, do you think yeah. I can get uh, a, an equivalent amount of nuclear rolled out in twelve years? Do you think I could do that in a, in an environment that we've never had well, nuclear I, before? I I don't want to interrupt the two of you. 
do you th- I, what do I, you I know, know? And I get. And I. What do you know that my industry experts don't know about about? Yeah. And what do I do when there's no sun and there's no wind? Batteries, let's talk about batteries because I've talked to somebody. I want to talk about batteries for a minute because I know that everybody thinks that this economy is going to be operated on wind and solar and battery power, and it cannot. There is no industrialized economy in the world operating that way because they need baseload. And I'll tell you what I know about batteries because I talked to somebody who was thinking of investing in it on a 200 megawatt plant. One million dollars to be able to get each megawatt stored. That's $200 million for his plant alone, and he would get one hour of storage. So if you want me to have 12,000 megawatts of storage, that's $12 billion for one hour of storage, $24 billion for two hours of storage, $36 billion for three hours of storage, and there are long stretches in winter where we can go weeks without wind or solar. That is the reason why we need legitimate, real solutions that rely on baseload power rather than fantasy thinking. And I am not going to engage in fantasy thinking and say something is possible when I know that my principal job... I I think we need to stop. My principal job is to have a reliable energy grid. That's what I'm trying to do. I think I understand. That got interesting, didn't it? But... She, She was invited into someone else's home. She was a terrible guest. She relieved herself on the carpet. She wiped herself on the drapes. She had to be the smartest person in the room. And not only did she have to be the smartest person in the room, you had to tell her she was the smartest person in the room. And she was wrong. Because that question, you think it can be done? She thought it was rhetorical. And she got an answer from a whole bunch of room of energy experts who tell her, yeah, actually it is possible. And she didn't like that. Oh, she did not like that. Let's take a look at one of the things she commented about, though. Look at this. Yeah, yeah. Site C Dam started in 1954. The only hydroelectric energy product started before her lifetime. Summer 2015. Site C will be the third dam and hydroelectric generating station on Peace River in northeast BC, about seven kilometers southwest of Fort St. John. Construction of the project started in summer 2015 and will be completed in 2024. I know. She just says anything anything she'll say anything in the moment to domineer but you see how she domineered that man oh yeah you were talking okay oh don't tell me about this then oh tell me about that and it's just moving from subject to subject doesn't keep it going but she had to keep that motor math going to not let him have an edge of space because she was wrong but she's right danielle is always right and you must tell her to her face that she's right and brilliant and smart and she expressed it so. Because if you don't do, it, don't do that, she does this thing where she gets that scrunch face. That little scrunch face thing she does. Now, there's a CBC article that came out. What the guy who got into a shouting match with Danielle Smith at the climate conference thinks of the exchange? Derek Power says Alberta's premier misunderstood what he was trying to say about renewables and batteries. Well, of course she misunderstood because she didn't give him two seconds to talk to actually understand. She just listened for a key word. And she was told that it was possible. And of course she's trying to put out the message that it's completely and totally impossible. So she didn't like that. So she had to smack him down. Derek Power didn't come to Alberta expecting to get into a shouting match with the premier of the province, but when he found himself in that situation, he decided to roll with it. 
Quote, I've always been a bit of a loudmouth, he said with a laugh the day after his heated exchange with Premier Daniel Smith made headlines and trended on social media. Power, aptly named, runs a rooftop solar company based in Toronto. He traveled to Calgary to attend the Pembina Institute's Alberta Climate Summit on Thursday and do some networking while in town. He also happened to be seated near the stage when Smith, a keynote speaker at the event, asked whether anyone in the audience thought it was possible to build the amount of infrastructure needed for Alberta's electricity grid to reach net zero by 2035. Numerous people in the crowd responded, yes. Smith turned to the audience and gestured towards power in particular, whose voice boomed above the din of the crowd. The two went back and forth for about 30 seconds, talking over each other at points, Smith with a microphone in hand and power ampl unamplified doing his best to be heard. It was more than 30 seconds. <laughs> the event host, Dave Kelly, tried to steer the premier's attention back to their onstage discussion, but neither Smith nor an impromptu interlocutor were having it. Staring directly at one another, they continued to verbally spar. So um, Danielle saw an opportunity to make this about the Dan make this the Danielle show, basically. And she thought that she found a weak person that she could crush and dominate. So she had at it. But then she found out. Because she was going like, what do you know? What do you know? I'm not going to engage in fantasy thinking, girl. All you do is engage in fantasy thinking. You can take 53% of the APP. You're allowed to call Arthur or take a call from Arthur Pawlowski, even though he's facing criminal thing and you think you have the ability to pardon. Because you don't know, you can't manage buying Tylenol and you can't manage giving it away to other provinces. And you don't know the difference between an electricity fee suspension and an electricity fee deferral. Because you promised it would be a suspension and then you came back since months later and you said, oh no, that, that was just a deferral. And people made plans on that. And you want to manage pension? Mm. You can't even buy Tylenol. Carl. And, and the statement from Cassie, which is true, we've spoken about this in the past until she shut down it. Alberta's private renewable businesses were leading the industry growth in Canada. Yeah. And while she's complaining about unilateral action that can damage an energy sector from Ottawa, she's doing it. I mean, she's doing it. Herself. So the event host, David Kelly, tried to steer the premier's attention to the onstage discussion, but they were not having it. What do you know that my industry experts don't know that Premier asked her voice rising? Power's voice rose too. I know 17 years of solar rooftop, he said. Let's talk about it. And what do I do when there's no sun and no wind, Smith replied. When there's no sun, Power shot back. I've got batteries galore. Batteries, the Premier said. Let's talk about batteries. And then the Danielle showed us. That, that lady sure knows her multiplication tables. Ooh, by 12, she knows how to multiply. Wow. Were, were you impressed with that? She, she can multiply. It's like, you know, it's like that guy can point. She can multiply by 12. Oh boy. She, <laughs> so it's like in an interview Friday, power said that he felt compelled to challenge the premier because he believed she was disrespecting the audience. Wise. He is right. She disrespects every single freaking audience she speaks to. Yeah. Because she, like most reformed leaders, hate Canadians. Yes which included energy experts from industry, government, and academia. That's what really got me going, he said. She was trying to pick on everybody in the room and all the experience that people had in the room. And I'm like, you're not even listening to us. Like, you got your head up your butt. Excuse my term, but so that's what kind of irked me. He believed the premier was being too dismissive of renewable and energy storage technologies that he has worked with for over a decade while talking up other more novel technologies such as small modular nuclear reactors and direct air carbon capture. 
Talk about fantasy power send. Take your D&D dice out and start rolling, baby. You know what I mean? Marmalade. She's she's showing her followers she's good at talking marmalade, but she can't even spell jam. Ah. <laughs> That's a good one. Ye old lady marmalade. <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to show you something hold, here. Hold on, hold me. on. Just, just got to finish the article. There's a couple of more paragraphs here. And then, yeah. so he wasn't talking about industrial scale battery storage on the province's power grid, but rather small scale battery storage in individual homes as rooftop solar guy. This is Moore's wheelhouse. What I was telling her is what we've been looking at this the wrong way, Power said. I think she missed the point. He says it's less expensive than many people realize to install a handful of solar panels and a small amount of battery storage in their homes. He tends to prefer lead-acid batteries, which are an older technology compared to modern lithium-ion batteries, but he says, for small-scale residential solar systems, the older-style batteries are cheaper to buy up front, have long life cycles when properly maintained, and are nearly fully recyclable when they reach the end of their life cycle. Power believes encouraging more widespread adoption of systems like this would help take pressure off the power grid and reduce the need for industrial-scale generation. As a bonus, he said, it provides homeowners with independent reserves of backup electricity for emergency situations. That alone won't solve all of our energy challenges, Power said, but he felt it was disheartening for the Premier to be so dismissive because he believes long-lasting solutions will take a combination of all sorts of different technologies, which, when added up, can make a significant difference. It's just one watt at a time, bro, he said. It's just one watt at a time. And that's the argument that the conservatives never, ever go down. They look at it. Oh, the carbon tax didn't solve the whole problem. Mm. It's terrible. It says, yeah, but the carbon tax was never intended to solve the problem all on its own. The carbon tax was sent to raise prices of certain things to make them less attractive so that you would break other choices. That's the idea. That's it. So the carbon tax alone won't stop hurricanes. But once you have the carbon tax and the prices get high enough and people do make other choices and those choices lead to direct energy GHG reductions, why not? Then all of a sudden, and again, like carbon, like all other things, right? The whole bending the curb concept. Mm -hmm. We had a GHG production at a certain level and they were scheduled to rise for a certain number of years before they level out and then come down or in that period of them leveling out before they come down. So... If the GHG's, GHG levels are leveling out, the rate of increase is getting smaller and smaller, then that means the policy is working and that is what is happening. So, but this guy here, one watt at a time, that's exactly it. All the solutions together, this at every home, if they had a little battery and whatnot like this, you don't need mm -hmm. these big megawatt batteries, central ones. For single-family homes or duplexes or things like that, for MDUs, like uh, the apartment building I'm in, it's a different story. We'd have to build storage capacity for yes. the building. Yes, and, absolutely. Uh, that's a different case. That would be at an industrial level, at, a, at an upscaled industrial level, whereas for a single-family homeowner, no, a small bank of batteries in, a, in the garage or in the basement or something, it's fine. Yep. Put it in the laundry room for crying out loud. Yep. It's not a big deal. And he's right about lead-acid batteries. They're, uh, they last a long time, and for homeowners, they're cheaper, readily available, and ready to go. Yeah. And Danielle Smith is also, the other thing that you will hear from her along was like, I don't sure don't like the tone from the feds. Like, she doesn't have a tone of her own that's irritating as fuck. Well, 
it's, it's only irritating when Trudeau does it, according to her. Yes. And another thing you will notice is if you see her in a press conference, there was a clip I, I showed a couple of weeks ago where she was standing in front of a lectern. When she has her hands like this, mm -hmm. she often speaks with her hands like this. I sometimes do it on the show while I'm waiting. But while I'm doing I speak with hands like this. I'm, I make little things. When she's doing it, she's being asked a question you don't like. If you watch her hands, she's doing this. Mm -hmm. She's wringing them. All her frustration. When she's hitting, she's right there. If you watch her like this, her there's what she says. Me. She keeps that. But if you watch her hands, when you've pissed her off, if she's got her hands like this, they are working like crazy. They reveal everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so just like that clip there of last week where she's standing in front of that lectern. She's like talking about that stuff. If you find it again, or if you just notice again, whenever she's like this and she's being mm -hmm. challenged, watch what her hands do. She gives it right that that's whenever tells. Ah, uh, well, from the Daniel Smith parody account on Twitter. Yes, this is really good. I'll blow this up so it's easier for for folks to read. During a speaking engagement at the Pembina Institute's Alberta Climate Summit, I entered a heated debate with a member of the audience and stated I would not engage in fantasy thinking. I stand by what I said. Alberta releases pension plan report, seeks 53% of CPP's assets. Implementation could cost billions. Opposition leader Rachel Notley questioned the report's calculations while accusing Smith of political posturing and picking a fight with all Canadians. I'm not going to engage in fantasy thinking. Not once in my entire career have I engaged in fantasy thinking. School kids don't need computers. I'm not going to engage in fantasy thinking. Fantasy thinking is for those who think smoking is bad for them anti-smoking lobby does more harm than good. I'm not going to engage in fantasy thinking. It's not fantasy thinking to cook tainted meat and feed it to the vulnerable people of society. I did this in my restaurant all the time. I agree. We all know thorough cooking kills E. coli. What a waste. Is there no way to cook it so it's safe and feed the hungry? I'm not going to engage in fantasy thinking. Is it really fantasy thinking for people to have to pay for their child's education and health care? Abolishing all social programs is not fantasy thinking. Daniel Smith, universal social programs are the problem, not the solution. It goes on and on and on and just. That's what I mean. It's like when I, when I said, I don't engage in fantasy thinking. Girl, your existence, you your entire public persona is fantasy thinking. And that's a conservative thing. Mm -hmm. Right, too. It's like Harper had the same fantasy thinking. I can unilaterally change the Senate. I don't even need I don't even need the Senate to vote on it. I alone can do it. Where's our Triple E Senate, Mr. Harper? We'll talk about fantasy thinking. Because mm -hmm. we can build a pipeline to Tidewater without having to negotiate whatsoever with indigenous people. You no. didn't get an inch built. No, it's not. Meanwhile, the pipeline is going to be opening in 2024, probably March, and it will be a liberal mm -hmm. who will have done it. And that's all the other thing, right? Now, Alberta's not being treated fairly. You got to treat, you got tons of money to clean up oil wells that nobody else got that you shouldn't have gotten. Mm hmm at all and you're getting a whole freaking pipeline to tidewater because you whined so much and we got so tired of hearing you just fucking here here take the candy just eat the candy we'll deal with the sugar rush later just shut the f up god it's like where's my tylenol oh yeah you fucked that up too 
<laughs> so, so what weren't you? Ungrateful. Stop electing Ungr stupid Ungrateful. People. Ungrateful. And they talk about incompetence. It's like the federal government is incompetent. It's, again, you can't buy Tylenol. You promised people an electricity suspension of fees and then came back and said, whoops, it was a deferral here. Electricity fees in July went up 127.8% year over year. Yeah, they're the most expensive in Canada. Yeah, because they do this thing. This They allow companies to reserve power mm -hmm. to actually create artificial shortages to inflate price. Yeah. Who does that? It's like you're out, you're, you're all around the province saying, I don't have enough baseload power. And you've given companies the authority to actually remove power from the grid. How about remove that law? Maybe you'll have enough baseload power. Mm. Or start there if you're looking for baseload power, but no, you decided to kneecap the whole renewable energy. Other people are incompetent, other people act unilaterally. This. It's beyond cartoon. It's caricature. Oh, yeah. And speaking of caricatures, I've sent you another link, Mr. Grizzly. Yeah, I have it ready this to is roll. Pierre this is from the Liberal Liberals. Party of Canada. Now, this should have come out way faster. Oh, agreed. And, and if Canada had a Lincoln Project equivalent, it probably would have been out the same day or next. Liberal but, Party. Pierre Polyev, what are you talking about? What page? Can you give me the page? Give me the page. The page. Why should Canadians trust you with their vote, given not just the sort of ideological inclination in terms of taking the page of Donald Trump's book, but What are you also... talking about? What page? What page? Can you give okay. me a page? Give me the page. Fake news. Fake news. The left-wing censorship regime. Their woke censorship ideology. Have turned our once great cities into cesspools of bloodshed and crime. Has unleashed a crime wave like we have never seen. We have to stop with political correctness. Woke political correctness. Defeating the radical left. Radical leftist authoritarian agenda. We want those great Canadian truckers to know that we are with them all the way. I'm proud of the truckers and I stand with them. Your organization. You are attacking terrible. our news organization. Your organization. Can you give us terrible. a chance Let's to ask we, we, we have basically a, a liberal heckler who snuck in here today. What page? Can you give okay. me a page? Give me the page. Why should Canadians. All the damn pages, every single damn one. That's why I'm saying, that's why he does that tactic, because he does it like he breathes that it is impossible to name one specific instance, one specific person. There's hundreds over 20 years. That's when you have it queued up on your phone and go, you mean this right here and play it to him? Yep. That's what we're going to have to do now. Clearly. See, the, the thing is that, see, with this tactic that he's used, it's worked for him a couple of times, but it's going to stop working for him because people are... You did the thing, dude. It's like that Shaggy song. It's, I've got you me. on camera. You were on the counter. You were yelling and screaming. The audio is working. The picture is clear. I wiped the lens to make sure that it was crystal clear like this, and I am playing it for you. And I also one. made it in 10 copies in case you destroyed the first one. I still have it. One me. One me. One me. One me. It was my twin brother. You're an only child. <laughs> like, one me. It's just... 
where what page when did i say that to say that but not good and again the whole tactic can you give me the page is to put the person on the defensive put them on the back foot it's abusive it's It's abusive tactic it's absolutely abusive it's abusive it's disrespectful it's don't make me is what it is yeah and keep asking me questions that are inconvenient for me see what happens to you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i do not like these people no because they they don't like you matter of fact they don't want you to even exist the utter contempt that they are happy and gleeful to show us Mm -hmm. they smile after they do these things they're happy with themselves they're proud of what they've done they think that this is appropriate human interaction Their empathy chips are completely busted. They have no social skills and they respect nothing and no one. They do it with a little or shucks sort of voice. They slap you on the back and they hand you a burger at Ford Fest. Would you like a soda with that hot dog? Just I, I, all this food is free. Somehow I doubt that. Yeah. As I keep on saying, kids, wearing out my weave. Wearing out my weave. Hello. <laughs> well, yeah, they got to you first. That's my future, oh, kids. <laughs> I am five years older. Just been in the game a little longer. It happens. It's one of those things. That's me five years from now. <laughs> Especially if I keep doing this show. How are we doing for time, sir? We got about 10 minutes. Well, 10 minutes. Okay. Let's see what else I got for you here. Uh, I have so, something I wanted to oh, please, read you. you something. Yeah. yeah, something I wanted to read you. This is from our friend Charles Adler. He tweeted this out yesterday. Uh, regards to Matthew Perry. Matthew yes. Perry and the loneliness of addiction. I want to tell you something about addiction. No matter who it is or what substance that person is hooked on, loneliness is at its root for whatever reason, and I have no theory as to why. There are those of us who feel isolated in this world, as if everyone else has some secret formula for getting along, for fitting in, and no one ever let us in on it. That loneliness resides deep inside us at our core. And no matter how many people try to help us, no matter how many friends reach out, support us, show up for us, it never entirely goes away. It's vast and shadowy and also part of who we are. Something happens when we discover a drug or alcohol. Suddenly, we have a companion holder in our hand, propping us up. It makes us feel like we fit in, like we can be a part of the club. It's there for us in the empty hours. When it seems like no one else is. That's from Patty Davis. Wow. I've never heard it described so succinctly before, but that's what addiction is. It's, that's, it's to fill the loneliness, to fill the emptiness, to fill the times when nothing else does. I, wow. That's, I don't know who this Patty Davis person is. I'm going to look them up right now, but I've never had it described in such a manner. 
Patty Davis. Oh, my goodness. Ronald Reagan's daughter. Oh. Yes. American okay. actress and author. She's the daughter of U.S. President Ronald Reagan. And, yeah. She's 71. And his second wife, Nancy Reagan. Wow. Wow. That was... She... She wrote, co-wrote a song called I Wish You Peace, which appeared on the Eagles album One of These Nights. Okay. Yeah. I've, I, she expressed her disdain for John Hinckley Jr. being fully released following the 1981 assassination attempt on her father, a view that contrasted with that of Michael Reagan, the adopted son of President Reagan, uh, and his first wife, Jane Wyman, who expressed forgiveness for Hinckley. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting, but I, I got to give her that one. I've never had it described in such a manner that that just really knocks it out of the park. It makes me think of the Chris Christopherson composition, Sunday Morning Coming Down. Okay. Which is, how do you use the word? It's a tribute to addiction, alcoholism, and depression. And it is one song that I don't think has ever summed it up so well. And I love Chris Christopherson's version because it's very slow tempo. Johnny Cash has a version where he has the darker voice. But Christopherson's version has more longing and pain in his voice when he sings the song. Okay. Uh, Sunday morning coming down. Yeah, the lyrics, sir, they hit hard. I don't know if anybody is familiar with it, but it's, yeah. Huh. It's, the, it's, it's the one song that I have... I've never heard a song that more aptly, other than Hurt, which Johnny Cash also yes. covered, <laughs> which was about uh, a heroin addiction for Trent Reznor. It's weird how two, two of the biggest hits Johnny ever had were covers, not songs that he wrote, and songs that he loved immensely. He also covered a lot of Gordon Lightfoot songs. I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, as you can find, but I'm going to see if I can find the lyrics for you. And the beer I had for breakfast wasn't bad, so I had one more for dessert. Mm. On a Sunday morning sidewalk, I'm wishing, Lord, that I was stoned because there's something in a Sunday that makes a body feel alone. Mm. And yeah. Yeah, especially back in the day when everything was closed on Sunday. The other thing, the thing I had forgotten about all these premieres doing stupid stuff, Scott Slobo decided me too he has announced that starting january 1st the provincial gas utility sask energy won't collect or submit carbon tax on heating if no federal break is given not sure exactly how it is he's going to do that hmm. i don't understand how gas utility sask energy is just going to stop collecting or submitting tax to the federal government says, the federal government may, may say that's illegal, Mo said in a video on the X platform, formerly known as Twitter. No, it not may say, it, it is illegal. In most cases, I would agree with that. In most cases, you should agree with that. You're just choosing not to agree with it because you've got a grandstand here. And again, I don't know why you're in full panic mode because you lost a by-election when you're still leading by 11% in the polls, but here you are uh, pulling some Daniel Smiths. In most cases, I would agree with that, but it's the federal government that has created two classes of taxpayers by providing an exemption for heating oil and an exemption that really only applies in one part of the country and effectively excludes Saskatchewan. Because you don't use heating oil. It's, dude, if I give 
a special tax incentive, for example, for people to stop smoking, it's not discriminatory against Saskatchewan because that happens to be the province where only 5% of the people smoke. Dude, you said really, just, you're not making sense at all. Mm. Here's the thing, sir. If you think you have the ability to withhold those funds, you do realize that the federal government transfers a lot of money to you, right? So it would be really easy for the federal government to say, oh, well, wait a minute. I guess we've calculated that you owe us about $100 million in carbon taxes. You don't want to give it to us? Okay, here's your health transfer minus $100,000, $100 million. So what, what do you think you're doing here? And do you really think that the people at Sasteller on the board want to take the possibility of criminal legal liability by acting, taking your illegal order? You're giving an illegal order. You think people are just going to break the law because they're just following orders to make you happy? What is, what is it? Look, look, this... I don't like what you've done, so I'm just going to break the law. Normally, I normally this would be considered. You might think that this is breaking. Yeah, it is breaking the law. You've literally just gone rogue. Yeah, yeah. And then with surprise, and then with all of that, you have crybaby Caillou, who yesterday basically openly committed treason. Oh, I missed that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he put out... Oh, God. Then yeah, he I, finally... I, I got to see this because, damn, I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, darn. Of course. I can't find it. That's, not, that's the way it always goes. That's the way it uh, always goes. All right. There we you go. The real Kian. You lose your, you lose the yeah. feed. But he's basically put out a tweet that was for all intents and purposes saying that Albertans are just begging or just waiting for the day that the United States would annex it or something, that they'd be wanting it and they'd be actually really happy if it happened. I'm like, Dude, did you just say on Twitter in front of everyone that you personally, because you said us in there, would be okay with being annexed like by the United States, that you would actually want that? I am um, flabbergasted by that. Says that kind of thing. Well, I don't know. I, I just nothing that little shit says will surprise me. This is the guy who fakes getting arrested all the time. When they escort him out of a building, he puts his hands behind his back like he's been handcuffed. When that has never been the case. There we go. Just, Nazi Caillou is just a little. I've shit got it right there. There it is for you, so you can show people. Some guy named Cody, Alt Hist Cody. Click on the thing. Of course, no first name, no last name from nowhere. 
joined August 2013, has 153, 156,000. So I'm guessing it's probably some American guy. America should claim Alberta. Everyone else has a contentious claim on a neighboring territory. Why shouldn't we? Can't see it. I'm blocked. You're unable oh. to view this post because this account holder limits who can view their posts. I can't okay. see it. Then Kim. You, you, you can show it. You can share it. There's no audio. You can share it. Okay. Yeah. It's just okay. a tweet. Yeah, I believe it's just a tweet. And so then you can okay, share hold it. Hold on. Share it. Okay. This would be this one if I go here. Just blow it up. Why? There you go. Okay. America should claim Alberta. Everyone ha else has a contentious claim on a neighboring territory. Why shouldn't we? Let's just have one for shits and giggles. This is an American. This yeah. isn't contentious. Alberta wants this. It's the East that would fight over us like an abusive ex-girlfriend. <sighs> Look. And as I breathe that, I was like, did this yab just pledge allegiance to another nation right out in public? I don't advocate the use of violence because I'm a pacifist. I am a pacifist. But correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't he have the most punchable face you've ever seen? Look, just because you have a thought about doing something doesn't mean you act upon it. Don't act upon it. You're allowed to have that thought. You're free to think things like that, but don't act upon it. I'm not advocating for violence here. Hey, there's a lot of people have had the thought. We have an expression in French. <laughs> He's got a face made for like this. Germans have the word. So it was like, clearly it's a thought many people have had many times in their lives. That they've encountered oh. someone that they just wanted to smush. But we don't do it. Yes, actus reus and mens rea, <laughs> as Kit Hughes says. So, yeah, we have conservatives losing their minds, okay? Scott Moe is unilaterally defying the law. Daniel Smith is having arguments with citizens at energy conferences. She's running away from her own policy. She's threatening a whole bunch of potential uses for the Alberta Sovereignty Act now. Mm. Because when she passed, oh, I don't have no intent on using it, but now she is, right? Oh, now that it's passed. It was the plan all along, right? It's like, oh, you're lucky you're doing that. No, we don't intend to do that. We just want to have a nice, pleasant conversation with that in which the government is going to accede to all our demands and say that we're absolutely right about everything and just fold over like a cheap suit. And if they don't, then, well, but up until the time that the government just says that they're willing to give us absolutely everything that we want without any exceptions, we're perfectly happy to be reasonable. So long as we get everything we want when we want how we want it, we have no problem being reasonable. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, dare say no to us or not now. Oh, that's a unilateral action. Mm -hmm. We need to secede now. Shit, Gibbons, each and every one of them. Hey, do we have a show, Mr. Grizzly? We do indeed. All right, kids and cubs, that's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. We hope that you love listening to us because we love making this for you. And you know what? I'm in a better mood now. That's good. 
I talked about conservatives being stupid and called them stupid and spent about 45 minutes to an hour calling them stupid because they are and they are behaving stupid. And I feel better. (laughs) Not sure what that says about me though, but that's another issue. I can deal with that issue in therapy later. (laughs) Right now I feel good. (laughs) Um, Because sharing is caring. Please let your peeps and poops know all about us because word of mouth is priceless and you are our best marketing campaign. So thank you very much for all that you do to tell people about us because democracy is something that you do. And if you're in the Northwest territories, territorial elections coming up, if you have the opportunity, run for something, municipally school boards, municipal council, you're needed. And of course the Red Cross is always there for some donations because it's going to take quite a while to recover from the fires and the floods and the tornadoes. And the, do we have anything else this year? <laughs> uh, <give it> time. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> landslides. We still, we still have, yes, landslides. We still have time for, and uh, we still have time, I think, for earthquakes and hailstorms and an ice storm because the air is not out yet. So, yeah, Mother Nature is not having it. Let's just put it that way. So please, if you can help your fellow Canadians, that would be great. If you would like to sponsor to our podcast and make sure that you do not miss an episode as soon as it's fresh out of the ba- off the bandwidth, then that squiggly that's right under my chin leads you to our pod page sponsored by the Ray Girl, the wonderful, beautiful, you know what? I guess I have it on good authority that the Ray Girl is literally and objectively the most beautiful person in the province in which she resides. Well, I've been told. In, in Canada's capital. Yes, there you go. Most beautiful girl in Ontario. Ms. Ontario. Just so happens is the red girl. And, and, and that's totally objective analysis. <laughs> Completely facts first. Hey, facts. I like how Alberta gets 54% of CPP, objective analysis. We've passed it through our computers and it's just science. It's just science. So <laughs> show me the page, show me the page, show me the page. Um, so please, yes. Uh, if you don't want to miss an episode, that's where you go. And, uh, if you like subscribing to things, make it lame and like share and subscribe from our true North eager beaver media incorporated YouTube page that helps us out a lot. And if you would like to really encourage us to do more than that squiggly, that's by Mr. Grigley, Mr. Grizzly's head, not Mr. Squiggly's head. The, Thank you. The Grizzly by Mr. Squiggly's head is where you go to get our coffee page. And that's ko-fi.com slash eagerbeaver, lowercase word, case letters, all in one word. And that will bring you to the Eager Beaver Lodge Emergency Hydration Fund tip jar, where you can leave a contribution like Kit Cassie did the other day. Again, extremely generous to us. Thank you very much. And I don't have your comment up front where here, but I will read it in a show, but come upcoming show, but thank you so much. We're very grateful. As Donna Monroe says, blessed Samhain to those who celebrate All Hallows Eve, Halloween, however you call it, trick or treat. I hope that you get way more treats than tricks, unless you're uh, giving out the tricks, then have fun. <laughs> and then there's something else I could say, but I won't do that because it's a family show. Yeah, I say so. Uh, but uh, yeah, have a wonderful Halloween. Mr. Grizzly, do you have some words of wisdom? Yeah, I'm late. I got to go. All right, then kids, be kind <laughs> too and gentle with yourselves. Mr. Grizzly, roll the credits. 
You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. And we have Kit Saucy that says, time to make 200 cupcakes for the trick-or-treaters. One benefit of small towns, I want a trick-or-treat where you live. I mm. never got cupcakes for Halloween. <laughs> All right, and I see some yeah. kids ask about Ford stuff. Yeah, I know there's lots going on. I'm just not on top of it yet, but we'll get to it. I'm. Don't worry. Just have a honest. great day. See you. Come on a journey like no other where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.